Well, good evening, everyone. Um, hopefully you can join us. And if you can't join us now, of course, you can watch the recording later. I am so delighted to be here tonight with a longtime friend and uh, professional colleague, Dr. Olga Stepko. And I want to just introduce her briefly before hello, we jump in. Yes, hello. Uh, so Dr. Olga Stepko is an expert at helping people achieve rapid transformation for professional and personal growth. She's a medical doctor from Russia. She's used applied neuroscience methods to help her clients, including myself, um, have more skillful, fulfilled, joyful, and healthy lives. Her clients include over a thousand high-performance executive entrepreneurs, celebrities, doctors, and other professionals and their family members. She can help you quickly identify and transform unconscious programs, beliefs, and internal conflicts that create issues, blocks, or limitations in various areas of your life, including business, relationships, and health. She's also the creator of Belief Medicine TM. So welcome tonight, Dr. Olga. I'm super excited to be here with you, my friend. And I'd love for you to tell a little bit about how we met and yes. how we got to know each other. And first of all, Dr. Jill is one of the most amazing medical doctors I have ever met in my life, in Russia and here. And she's an expert in functional medicine and what's special about her, about Dr. Jill, she's so kind and compassionate. Uh, and she truly cares about people and to get the best results for them. And we were introduced uh, by uh, a person we know uh, together, and we met in person during anti-aging medical conference a4M in Las Vegas, and we had extensive, very interesting conversation, conversations about mind, about body, about medicine. I truly enjoyed talking to you, Dr. Jill. And me too. We just clicked, and uh, I was so excited to learn more about NLP, and I know we'll talk about just bits and pieces of that tonight. One of the things we wanted to bring you is there is so much anxiety and fear and it's it's in the collective consciousness which means you're going to feel it when you wake up in the morning when you go to bed at night and it's really important to have tools not only vitamin c to help your immune system but the mind and body are so powerful um, and many of you know years ago when i was 25 i had breast cancer and one of the biggest things that i did to support my body and immune system was things to do with the mind so we'll go into some of those i'll share everything that i can tonight dr olga will share some tips and at the you stay through we're going to have questions at the end and dr olga is going to take us through some really unique exercises that will give you will basically empower you to when you're feeling the stress of the world right now to have some tools so that you can actually come back to yourself and have power power over your own immune system. Um, we're really building resiliency. And if it's okay, Dr. Olga, I wanted to share a little quick story and some pictures. So I'm gonna try to share my screen. Give me just one sec. So um, let's see here. Okay, here we go. We'll try this and see if everybody can see. Yay, okay, so I think you can see my screen. I'm gonna leave it like this so I don't lose um, the other screen and it just start resilience. I just wanna start resilience is what we're building. It's the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties, it's toughness. And you know, one of my core values, love, joy, faith, and the fourth one, resilience. I, I don't always live this, but I want to embody it to the, to the highest degree because really, truly, resilience is such a measure of strength and ability to overcome, and we're all in this. We're all in this really difficult circumstance, right? All of us. None of us are, are unaffected. And if we can teach you how to build resilience, it's how do you recover quickly? How do you get through this? And how do you develop a toughness, a mindset, so that you know whether it's a pandemic or you lose a friend or family member, God forbid, or you have a financial um, loss or all of these things, you know how to recover and how to uh, use those difficulties to create a, a strength in yourself so that you know you can overcome the next thing. So I wanted to share with just two minutes real quick, a little experience I had this fall that may shock you. So this is me on the third flat iron. And I have to tell you, you know, most people who will climb a really, really tall, like three hour, thousands of feet climb, um, they go to a climbing gym beforehand. And my colleague who asked me to do this is a professional rock climbing guide. And he said, you know what, Jill, I, I'd love to take you rock climbing. What do you think? Well, I'm game for a new adventure. So not having any idea what I got myself into, I said, sure, that sounds like a blast. 
until I got to the bottom and I looked up and I literally, <laughs> I literally lost it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm tough. I got resilience, right? This was the most scary thing I'd ever faced in my life. And I faced a lot. I faced cancer. I faced Crohn's disease. I faced many, many, many scary things in my life. And I remember looking up and thinking, oh my gosh, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Zero training, zero experience, just faith and resilience. And what I did is I had, I did have faith because I had a really, not only because I believe in God, but also. Unfortunately, I see Dr. Jill got frozen, frozen screen. We will wait a little bit. Hello, are you there, Dr. Olga? You got a little bit okay. frozen. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, I think we're live again. Okay, yeah. good. I think yeah. we're live again. Let me get back to the uh, screen. Okay, so let's go back to this. Let's go stop share. Okay. Oh, and they're saying there's no sound. So I wonder if there's a sound issue. Well, the good thing is we have the recording. So, <laughs> um, okay, well, I'm going to go quickly through this anyway on this climb. So it looks like we're still live. And is this a sound? Yeah, let's check our sound real quick and make sure that's going. Okay. Oh, and they're saying there's no sound. So I wonder if there's a sound. No, we're on. Okay. It just, I think, froze. Okay. Let's go back to the story. So basically, and this happens all the time on Facebook Live, so no problem. We just keep going. All that to say, here I am, like thousands of feet above the earth on this climb um, with no experience. And I remember literally just thinking, okay, there's rock in front of me and holding onto that rock. And um, there was times I was on there where I was so scared. First of all, I told myself, I'm not going to look back because if I look back and see the big picture, and you know, this is relevant to today because I think that one of the things that has kept me most optimistic is I don't watch the news. I get information from good sources like the CDC and the government and um, the medical boards, but I don't watch the news, guys. It's okay to turn off your TV. Um, you're not going to miss anything. You're going to get what you need to know from neighborhood alerts. There's other ways to do that. And honestly, it has kept my sanity because there's so much um, pandering of fear. And when you start to, for me on the mountain or for us on the news, you start to look back and look down and it makes you scared and it builds anxiety. So one of the best things you could do is turn off the news. So what I did literally is I actually um, bit by bit would sing songs to myself as I climbed up. You can see me climbing up here towards the top almost to the top. This is the view from the top. And then I jumped off the top of that backwards on this rope to get down to where I'm standing. So I'll get rid of this uh, photos, but I just wanted to share that with you because, you know, we can take something we've never done before, like a pandemic, some situation where we have no experience. And I want to talk just real briefly about um, when we have stress, we're going to talk a lot about immune system and stress tonight, but let's set the stage because there's clear evidence that there's four things. I use the acronym NUTS, N-U-T-S. These are things that predict a stress response. And one of them is novelty. Guess what? We're in a new situation. It's novel for all of us. Next one is unpredictability. This is completely unpredictable. The way I've been talking about it is we're going moment by moment. We don't know what the next moment's going to hold. Unpredictability is you. Threat to ego is the third one. This is a big threat because a lot of us are losing financially, economy, people are without jobs. Um, we might be sick. And the last one is sense of control. We don't have a lot of control over this virus. Like literally on all four of the major players of the stress response, it hits in a massive, massive way. So I'd love to hear if you have any comments, Dr. Olga, I've just kept the stage here, but um, thoughts on stress and resilience. <laughs> it's just your story is amazing. Amazing climbing uh, that mountain. It's thrilling. <laughs> I'm surprised how did you do it? Yes. I, I am too, honestly, because I remember at the time thinking, oh my goodness. And you know, the guide, he says the first like a quarter of the way you could turn back. So if you think that you can't do it, you need to tell me before we get up to this point, because we can turn back. We lose a little equipment, but it'll be okay. But once you get past that point, 
there's no turning back, none. There's no way. I mean, you could, but it'd be almost impossible. And he basically gave me that criteria. So I got to that point and I was so scared. I was so scared. But I thought, if I don't do this, I will always regret it, not trying. So once I got past that point, I had no choice. And I'm thousands of, and yes, I have ropes. But when you're climbing, many of you climb know this. I'm a novice still. But when you're climbing, those ropes aren't holding you. They're for emergency so that if you fall 100 feet, it'll catch you. But there's no guarantee. And um, it also, it's just there for, you're not pulled tight, like you're not being pulled up. It's literally you hanging on with your bare hands and feet to the rocks. But thank you for sharing, because I think it's so relevant to our situation, don't you? Yes, and also it's interesting listening to your story, I was thinking about it can be a metaphor for life, for your life. If there is certain challenging things are happening in your life, if you are resilient and strong, and there is no way back in anything, right? Yes. For example, you started to write a book. It's challenging. Yes. And there's no way back you would like to finish it now, right? Absolutely. Yeah, like once I talked to the publisher a few weeks ago, and I should have all the details soon, and hopefully 2021, my book will be out. Um, but once I sign on the dotted line, there's no turning back. <laughs> and I'm going to have to produce what I said I could produce. I cannot wait to read your book, Dr. Jir. Oh, thank you. Yes. And I have a question for you. On, on the different news chan channels, they said that some people who got infected with COVID-19 virus did not have any symptoms or recovered. Some of them had and recovered very fast without any serious complications. Does it mean this people's immune system was strong, in your opinion? Uh, I love this question because I'm in the, I'm uh, seeing patients virtually and the very first day I started virtual patients, I had 10 patients that day, three of them, as I talked to them clinically, what I'm calling it is presumptive COVID-19 because right now the tests are not available for people who aren't high risk. So I don't know if you know this or not, but if you're not over 60 with a comorbid condition um, or uh, significant distress or symptoms, you're probably not going to get tested. Um, just because there's not enough tests. Now that could change moment by moment, week by week. Tomorrow that could be different. But right now the testing isn't available for those that are low risk. So when I talk to my patients that are more, more of them than not are under 60 and a little bit lower risk, and they tell me the symptoms, which is typically this chest heaviness, the lung involvement, the fever, the body aches, the you know flu-like malaise, um, all of those symptoms, I can be pretty sure because of the lung involvement and based on what they're telling me, um, that they have the virus. So on this particular day, 10 patients, three of the 10 had the virus, either had just gotten over it, um, had it currently, or were in the beginning stages. Um, yesterday, I talked to the patient, a patient in New York City that had just gotten over. And what happens on day five or six, there's this little um, influx of cytokines in the lung tissue. I won't go deep into detail because you've probably read or heard about it by now, but that's where people can have more trouble breathing. However, what Dr. Olga was referring to is people with strong immune systems, they can take care of this before it divides and gets out of control and before it triggers that cytokine response. So many of the people that I've talked to so far that have had it have been extremely mild. And I think that should be really encouraging for most of you listening, uh, because if, if you were to get it, which is still an if, um, it's very likely to be mild in many cases. And by saying that, I don't want to take away from the fact that there is a high mortality in some um, populations and some risk, like we said, with diabetes, heart disease, underlying lung conditions, or age greater than 60. However, for a lot of people, um, they may not even notice that they get this or the symptoms will be very mild. Thank you. And my next question is, what can compromise your immune system? Yeah, so this is interesting because um, one of the things that all of us are dealing with, it's why we came on tonight to talk to you, is the stress that you're feeling. 
And I just want to really talk about those of us who are empaths. I think Dr. Olga and I would both be in that category. Those who are kind of felt, now it may not be those of you listening. Some of you will, will um, relate to that. But um, we feel the word world very deeply and we are energetically sensitive to what's going on in our environment. So those of you who may experience more stress, anxiety, or insomnia may be part of that population because in a good uh, situation, you're going to feel someone's joy and their happiness. and You're going to feel that with them. In a negative situation, you're going to feel their anger, their sadness, their fear. So right now, when the world is in chaos, and the NUTS acronym is very alive and well for stress, um, there is a lot of fear and anxiety in the collective consciousness. And because that's true, you're going to feel some of that, and some of that isn't yours. So guess what? Sometimes if you wake up, you feel stressed, or you can't go to sleep. If you can even identify and separate and say, wait a second, check in with yourself. How am I doing? Well, I'm okay. I'm, I'm alive today. I have breath. You can start with two or three things that you're grateful for. I always I have a little journal over here that I pull out and write in every morning, and it helps me to get grounded. So even by just taking a breath, thinking about what you're grateful for, you can separate yourself from that whole consciousness of anxiety and fear, which isn't yours at all. Thank you. And uh, Dr. Jill, what foods or drinks can compromise your immune system. I know that you studied clinical nutrition. Yeah, so I love this question because, um, you know, food is really important. Um, and I started to say last time, but what I don't think I finished is that stress can compromise the immune system. So you owe it to yourself because there is a lot of anxiety, right? Um, but you owe it to yourself to do whatever you can to reduce stress, which we'll talk about methods that you can do that because if you let that stress get to you over time, it will compromise your immune system, which is the very thing you need most to protect you in the situation. So um, foods, foods that can protect you in the situation would be, um, you want to eat a diet full of phytonutrients, so colorful fruits and vegetables, leafy greens. Um, if you don't have access to fresh foods, you can do juices or frozen um, fr fruits and vegetables as well. You can make smoothies. I found I love to make smoothies with fresh kale and spinach and blueberries and strawberries and coconut milk. What I did this, uh, just in case I don't have access to fresh food, which I do right now, is I froze the kale and the spinach and I froze the berries so that I could actually, without having fresh fruits and vegetables, still make some healthy, nutritious things in a, in a smoothie form. And it's great to have a foundation of a good protein powder like collagen or something that gives you the protein. Um, things that you want to avoid would be sugar, number one. There's clear, clear evidence that sugar and high glycemic foods will suppress the immune system. There are studies with mice um, that basically three to four hours after consumption of sugar, the immune system, the T cells and the cells that help us fight infection went down. So lots of studies support that that sugar is a huge culprit. Now, alcohol is another one. Right now is not the time to be consuming a lot of alcohol because that's going to suppress your immune system. And what it really does is it pulls away from the resources you need to detoxify. And detoxification is going to keep you in optimal shape. So if you're drinking alcohol, you're basically uh, shunting resources to take care of the detox of the alcohol that you could be using for detox for your body in general to prevent um, an infection. It's so interesting, Dr. Jill. Somebody told me recently that she was using alcohol, in her opinion, to reduce stress. Oh. She had pretty much, she told she does not drink as much. And all of this news about this virus stressed her so much. She was drinking every evening a bottle of wine. Oh boy. <laughs> yes. And in this case, she told me, oh, I feel so relaxed. Only what you told just now, it's on a country suppresses your immune system. Yes. And you know, what's even more important is um, this is so, I'm glad you brought that up because here's what's happening. I even brought a very short chapter in a book. I may share a couple of things with you, but let me frame it first. So we think about addictions related to drugs and alcohol. And I know like, even for me, most of my life, I'm like, oh, I've never had, you know, I don't drink alcohol. I've never used drugs. So that's not me. But I found in the last several years, as I've done therapy and worked through issues and done NLP with Dr. Olga, some addictions are very subtle. They can be like looking at um, uh, shopping online on the internet or be addicted to social media, or they can be busyness. How many of you have trouble sitting still like me? 
um, or they can be adrenaline activities. Mm, amen. I drive a BMW motorcycle. It's an adventure bike and I've climbed mountains having never climbed before. So this is a theme. <laughs> and then um, there's things like busyness, like I said, and work. Work can be an addiction. The reason this is relevant to what we're talking about with the COVID virus is this. This virus has forced our entire nation and really our entire world to take a pause and to be more still. It has forced us all to, um, some people are still working. I'm still busy seeing patients virtually, but there's all my travel has been put on hold. And I would venture to say none of us have, been, have not been affected with some form of stillness because we're not going out as much. We're not able to do as much. And I would be surprised if any of us weren't having a little bit more free time in certain areas because we don't have all the activities on our schedules, right? What happens in that stillness is if you haven't done the work, and if you haven't really gotten still with yourself and been okay with being still, things will come up. So when we are busy or online shopping or drinking alcohol or doing drugs or working, and some of these things are good and productive like work, they're not all bad addictions, but in the sense that addiction is covering up pain that we haven't dealt with or old trauma, um, it's a problem. And so all of a sudden we're all in this space more stillness, forcing ourselves to be in a place that's uncomfortable. And it's no wonder that things percolate up. And so we go to something to try to numb that pain. And I just encourage you, a lot of my work in dealing with this, because I'm a workaholic, I love to be busy, I don't like to slow down. And I've had to do a lot of work with being still. And I'm so thankful I did some of it before the pandemic, because now I can actually sit still and be fine. But I will tell you, when I first started being still, a lot of times I would be anxious, like, oh my gosh, I should be more productive. I should be doing something. Um, I should be this or that. Or I would feel sadness come up, or I would feel anger or fear or some emotion that wasn't okay. And I just encourage you, if you're feeling some of those emotions come up, they will go right, they'll go through you like a wave and you'll survive. And when it first comes up, it feels like it's too much to handle. But as you get comfortable sitting with that um, and tap, just tapping into yourself and understanding what's happening, it's really a beautiful opportunity for all of us to experience greater healing. So to me, even though this is so difficult and there's lots of uncertainty, it's a great opportunity for you to say, what's working in my life? After this is over, what do I want to put back in and continue? Walks with my dogs, trips to the movie theater, out to dinner, whatever it is. But it's also a way to say, what do I want to get rid of or eliminate? What distractions were there before that I don't want anymore? For me, I love to travel, love to speak. But now that I'm not traveling and speaking, I like being home with my puppies. So it's, I'm going to think about that and I may be traveling less in the future. So think about for you, what are the things that you want to incorporate more of? Maybe it's family or, or your children, you're spending more quality time with them or your puppies. Um, and maybe it's some things that you want to get rid of. So those are great opportunities now to think about. Thank you, Dr. Jill. And it's so interesting what you just said, all of that, because I had so many clients with similar experiences. They could not be still and peaceful in their mind. They had kind of, I call it mental and physical restlessness. Mm -hmm. Need to do constantly many things. And uh, in this case, it's all unconscious. Yeah. If they are forced to be still, it's very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Yes. yes. Uh, and uh, even I had a client who needed to exercise three hours per day she was so uncomfortable uh, if she did not yes wow and so it's no wonder i want to have compassion for any of you who are using more alcohol there's no shame uh because what you're just trying to do is suppress that unco that unconscious sense of i'm feeling uncomfortable and we all have it that's the thing none of us are unique we all express it in different ways I really believe if we broaden the definition of addictions just to cover up our pain, we all have ways we do that, right? We all have ways we cover up our discomfort. So it's a, it's a pretty big picture. Um, I just want to make sure that you guys know I'd love for you to share this video and ask questions because at the end, we'll come back and get your questions. But I just want to remind you, I am keeping an eye on that. So we'll come back and try to get your questions on and that. So I would like to add uh, what I experienced with my clients this, what we are talking, was related to kind of unconscious program, inability or no permission to relax, 
mm-hmm. and to have fun and enjoy yourself. Constantly need to do something. Yeah. Or it was related to short and unresolved traumas. It was not safe in those memories to be still. As yeah. a one of protected. Absolutely. Yes. And so, my next question is, uh, can, uh, I know that uh, there are a lot of different researches about sleep and immune system. Uh, can healthy sleep support your immune system? And how many hours do you recommend to your patients to sleep during the night? Yeah, this is a huge one because I feel like with healing, if I'm sitting with a patient and they're not sleeping, that's the very first thing I need to address because I know that'll affect their immune system really dramatically. So uh, sleep is absolutely essential here. Um, And so I usually recommend seven to eight hours. Everybody's different though. And if you have sleep, I have an aura ring that tracks my sleep and it actually breaks it down into REM sleep and deep sleep and light sleep and awake. And a lot of people have Fitbits and Apple watches and all kinds of devices. If you don't and you care about like looking at things that affect your sleep, these are super helpful. I love devices that help me live better and and heal and be a better person. This is one of the favorite things that I own. It's called Aura, O-U-R-A, Aura Ring. And it's amazing. So what I've seen for me is as I've gotten healthier and healthier, I used to be one of those kids that had to have eight hours of sleep where I couldn't function. Now that I'm healthy, I can get six and a half and feel really good. But what I see in the tracking device is that in that six and a half hours, I'm, I'm like 96% efficient on most nights, which means I fall asleep within two to five minutes. I get lots of REM and deep sleep anywhere from one and a half to two and a half hours of each. And then I wake up refreshed. So if you can do that process efficiently, you can get six and a half hours and feel great and have adequate sleep. Um, But it really depends because a lot of people wake up during the night, they can't get back to sleep for 20, 30 minutes, or they don't fall asleep quickly, or they don't get a lot of deep or REM sleep during the night. And so if that happens, then you need seven, eight, nine hours to get the same. So for me in six and a half hours, I can get two and a half hours of deep and one and a half hours of REM. That's a great night's sleep. Someone else might get two and a half hours of deep and an hour of REM in nine hours. So that's really how the sleep works. You need that good sleep, which is why I love to track it. Um, Things like alcohol will disrupt sleep. So you might feel sleepy or fall asleep. Benzodiazepines, the class is like a Valium and those kinds of meds, same thing. So they might help you fall asleep, but you actually can disrupt the REM sleep, which is when we make new memories, when we process information, when we dream. And our subconscious will sometimes tell us what, what, you know, what might be coming up. Um, those are all the important things of REM. And that deep sleep is the restful sleep where we can restore and um, regenerate tissues and cells. And um, what things you can recommend to your patients and to our viewers to stay well during this period of time? And you mentioned something about melatonin, yeah. right? Yeah, so the, um, I wrote an article recently, if you haven't read it, it's some um, information about uh, potential treatments, and it's on my website, which is just my name, jillcarnahan.com, I'm sure you've seen it. Um, but melatonin, uh, there was a correlation, we don't know yet if it's causation, um, but there's a correlation because of the age and uh, the function of melatonin, that there may be an increase in protectiveness of melatonin levels. Um, and some doctors are recommending very high doses um, of melatonin to prevent the virus. And the way part of the data was showing that the very young are relatively unaffected by this virus compared to the elderly. And there's a very, very clear curve in this virus related to age, which I'm sure by now you've all seen. Thank you. And you, you already mentioned that stress can suppress immune system. And I'm curious, what helps you to release stress? Because all of us, we have stressful situations. We do not live in a bubble around us. What helps you? I'm so to glad you asked because I think I have some props down here and I think you might too. But what I want to share is my little puppy, Robbie. So this is Robbie. Hello, Robbie. Oh, they want to say hi. And then I have another one, but I can't carry it. So I have to get She's wiggling her tail. I love it. And then we have, this is Mario. This is the other one. And he's an old man. He's 14 years old. So he's got cataracts and he's a little slow. But aren't they the best stress relievers ever, Dr. Olga? They are the best. Truly, they are healers. 
They're amazing. And you know, there's data that shows that puppies and uh, children and uh, loved ones are cuddling uh, releases oxytocin. And these guys, we don't have to be six feet away from. So we cannot do social distancing with other dogs. And I live alone. So these guys are so healing uh, for me because I can snuggle with them and I can play with them. And whenever I get stressed, they remind me how to live life because every day it's just joy. And it's like, where's the ball? And when, when am I going to eat? And what's next? And oh, wait, we're going for a walk. I saw someone post a friend on Facebook the other day and I laughed so hard. He said, now I know how dogs, why dogs get so excited when we say, let's go for a walk. Because all of us humans now, that's the only thing we can do, right? Is go for a walk. And I thought that is so funny because yeah, now you can see they're in, in the house all day long. And then we say, let's go for a walk. And we're like, <laughs> yes, so, yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for your expertise and for your wisdom and for your sharing, Dr. Jill. Yes, and I would love to have you share a little bit about, you had um, told me before we got on that you have a couple really great techniques that you can teach all of my fans and your fans and clients um, that they can actually practically do to help them. So one thing, one reason I'm so excited to have Dr. Olga here, and you've heard her background in the bio, she's really skilled at taking people through exercises, obviously the NLP, but she's going to show us tonight a couple things that you can do to actually decrease stress and improve your immune system. Yes, I would like to show to you two very powerful techniques, and they will allow you to release stress pretty much almost instantly, within one minute. And I would like to guide you uh, through one technique that can condition your immune system to be stronger. And first technique, I created this technique, it calls instant relax technique. And we are going to do it together, Dr. Jill. Awesome. Yes, and please, other people, please do it with us. Okay. And um, it's, this technique is adapted from the work of uh, Charles Strobel, a psychiatrist. And he extensively studied stress and how it affects body. And he did find that a lot of stress is stored around eyes and in jaw. And this technique, uh, it's a chain reaction. Uh, what does it do? Uh, and it will allow to release stress at the beginning. What I would like you to do, first of all, become aware of your face and allow your face, especially your jaw, and also around muscles around your eyes to relax. Just make your eyes kind of soft and even have twinkle with your eyes if, if you are smiling internally and around your lips to relax. And you can even slightly drop your jaw smile with your eyes and it's important to look not just straight little bit straight and up and create for yourself one or two words that relax you the most for example for me it will be peaceful and flow for somebody is calm and relaxed Mm -hmm. or everything will be fine. What is it for you, Dr. Jill? What um, word or words would you choose? I would choose love and joy. Love and joy. And also imagine a color that would represent true relaxation and peacefulness for you. For example, it can be any color, like blue, blue sky, or green, like trees, or grass, or golden, like the sun. For me, it's coming blue like ocean. How about for you? Yellow like the sun. Excellent. And what I would like you to do now, like again, totally relax your face. Smile with your eyes, look straight up. Say to yourself your word or words. For example, for me, it's peaceful and flow. Imagine this color, what you chose, 
in front of you. And you are going to take a very deep breath, slow breath, and imagine even breathing this color. And when you exhale, you're going to imagine this energy in this color floating from the top of your head, slowly down, and relaxing everything on a way. Let's do it. Like again, let's say our words. You can do it internally or aloud. Imagine your color, relax your face, look straight up, smile with your eyes, and deep breath in, and exhale. And peaceful wave of relaxing energy in this color floating through your entire body from the top of your head down to the bottom of your feet, relaxing every single tissue on the way. Wow, tissue. And you can repeat this two deep breath. You can repeat. To, let's do it uh, two more times. And one more time. And you can repeat all of these steps one or two more times. And the beauty of this technique, you can do it covertly. My clients even use it during business meetings and people don't know that they're doing this technique. And it works when you know how to do it. 20 seconds. Very fast. How do you feel, Dr. Jill? Yeah, I feel way more relaxed. I feel good. I feel <laughs> Me too. I feel even more relaxed. Mm -hmm. uh, the second technique, it calls eye movement integration. It was created by Steve and Kenirea Andreas. And they are my colleagues in neuro-linguistic programming field. And uh, what... Uh, some, uh, actually, uh, some psychologists or NLP practitioners, they use this technique as, uh, as a powerful tool for therapy in their practice. It can be done even during entire one hour. There are different movements uh, in this technique, and this technique is very helpful for even post-traumatic stress disorder and anxiety stress. And I will teach you how to use this technique for yourself, only using couple of simple movements. And uh, what you are going to do, when you feel stress or anxiety, you're going to focus on this feeling, and you're going to use your thumb uh, extend your thumb, let's do it, uh, and you're going to look at the nail of your thumb. And please bring it eye level, not below eye level, not above eye level, and at the distance that it's closer to you and still comfortable. And what you're going to do, you're going to do smooth movements fast enough. I will show to your speed first. Too slow won't create an effect. Too fast, you won't be able to follow because you need to keep your head only follow with your eyes. I will show to you the speed of this technique. Something like this. And from back to forth, up to your distant peripheral vision and follow with your eyes approximately from six to ten times uh, to right, left, right, left, and follow with your eyes. And if you think about stressful situation, some, what you have in your life, think about that, Dr. Jill. And on a scale from zero to 10, how much you feel the effect of that situation right now? Uh, six. Let's do this technique and we will see the result, okay? Let's do it, please bring thumb, and again, not low exact eye level. 
as close as you can and let's do movements back and forth and for, uh, focus on this feeling, sensation of stress and let's do it up to like six or ten times, okay? Back and forth, like with a uh, speed, fast enough and to be able to follow with your eyes. When you're done, stop. And now we are going to do a movement that looks like round horizontal eight or round infinity side, focusing on the same feeling. And like again, it will be eye level. I will show to you. First, round to the right, starting up and bringing back to the middle uh, eye level. And after, round to the left. And it will be continuous. I will show to you uh, the speed. Like again, only follow with your eyes. You cannot move your head, only eyes. And the speed needs to be like this, for example. And do three, this round eights. Focus on this feeling, let's do it. Focus on this uncomfortable feeling. And let's do it. Three. This signs of kind of round eights. When you are done, let me know. And now, on a scale, think about the same situation. On the scale from zero to ten, ten has been the greatest. How much do you feel that stress response now? Uh, zero. Isn't it amazing how fast it works, easy to do, uh, and also, for some people, you need to repeat two or three more times these horizontal movements and this kind of round uh, horizontal eight. And it works so fast. Uh, and it, it's, uh, it's possible to explain how it works, only today we don't have time. It's a very profound, amazing technique. Like again, some psychologists who are trained in eye movement integration and NLP practitioners use in their practice to help people. And this, what I show to you, you can do as a self-help tool very fast. Sometimes it takes one minute. Mm, and what a great practical tool. <laughs> thank you. And uh, for, for some people, it can happen rare. If you feel kind of dizzy, disoriented, uh, please stop doing this technique. Then there is something can trigger. Uh, and uh, like, again, it's very rare that can happen. Yeah, and wonderful. <laughs> I thank, love that. Thank you. Uh, and do you have any questions so far? I know that looks easy and simple to do. And I love it. It's so practical. Yeah. They can do it at their home. We do have a few questions online, but we can wait till, uh, did you have anything? I will guide you through a very powerful technique, everyone. And I will explain to you, uh, are you familiar with a field, Dr. Jill? It calls psychoneuroimmunology. Yes, yes, psychoneuroimmunology. Yes, it's an amazing field. They explain how things from environment that creates stress or stressful situations affect first your nervous system and through kind of uh, biochemical reaction will affect your immune system yes. and even can affect your endocrine system that mm -hmm. also like a circle can affect your immune system yes right absolutely uh, and uh, there was a research uh, in that research, uh, they, they, like in a procedure similar to which Pavlov, uh, Russian scientist physiologist did, he did experiment on dogs and saliva. And similar in that research with guinea pigs, what did they do? Uh, they injected those guinea pigs with some substance that cause kind of uh, reaction of immune system uh, and kind of overreaction of immune system and also at the same time introduced 
peppermint smell. Mm-hmm. And they did it in short period of time. Uh, they did it a few times, each time introducing peppermint, peppermint smell. And they measured blood, and blood showed uh, overreacting of immune system to that substance. After that, they just stop those injections and just introduce peppermint smell by itself. And after measure the blood, and interestingly enough, their blood shows their immune system overreacted. How about that? Yeah, and you know, you guys that are listening out there may have had this experience if you had food poisoning with a turkey sandwich, and it, how, how long did it take you to eat a turkey sandwich again? Because you had that visceral reaction, uh, even though there was nothing bad there, like the toxin. Yes. Um, I remember when I had chemotherapy years ago, and the color of the one of the drugs was bright red in a bag. And it actually, I would, for six months or so, see the color red, and I'd feel nauseous from that reaction. So those are um, tagged, uh, correlated incidents that basically get stuck in our immune system and tagged so that we feel the same reaction or our immune system feels the same reaction. Yes. Like right now of all the times with everything going on, it's so critical to reduce stress, to really modulate it, do what you can to get outside because that stress can reduce your immune function and ability to fight infections. Yes. And also, are you familiar? Uh, There are some articles, medical articles, and in those articles, they showed when people with multiple, multiple personalities disorder and different health conditions, allergies, and even diabetes, and I believe even psoriasis, doctors notice in certain uh, personality phase, those people did not have symptoms. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, and it shows because personalities different identity, how, how we function through our identity, and identity it is our belief system, values, and also unconscious programs influence uh, them. It's also how we look at things because of that, how we, re- we react to everything around us. And in this case, by changing that, can change how your immune system, your nervous system, first of all, and after your immune system react. And that's why this technique is so powerful to condition your immune system to be stronger. And this technique was created by my colleague in uh, the field of neurolinguistic programming and a friend, Robert Dilts. And uh, I... Actually, at the first, this technique was created for allergies. Mm-hmm. And this, this technique helped so many people to overcome different kinds of allergies. And Robert Dills adapted it also for immune system. Mm-hmm. And I will guide you through this technique now, everybody. And, uh, and we can do it too, Dr. Jill. What and I need a sip of tea before. <clears throat> what I would like you to do, I would like you uh, to first get a sense how you feel now. How do you feel now? Like, get a sense of how mentally, physically, emotionally you feel. Just get a sense of that. You don't need to know or to feel every single thing. Just kind of overall. And now you can uh, create a desired state. And for that, you even can lean to the right or even a little bit move to the right, just a tiny bit, or just lean to the right. And think how you would like to be, maybe even more vital, even for immune system being functioning, being stronger, for example, functioning even more efficiently, even to feel more energy, 
whatever you would like to feel. Please think about that now. I will give you just a moment. And I would like to, your body will remember certain resourceful feelings or states because we are going to gather more resourceful states from our memories. I would like everyone, you can use uh, your, for example, your either little finger on, on hand you write with, little finger with thumb, or your ring finger. Bring together in this state when you created your desired state to be. Bring together and hold it. Your little finger or your ring finger with your thumb. And hold it now feeling this desired state. Now still hold it. I will ask you to release. I would like you to think of any time, any time in your life when you were healthy for a longer period of time. If you cannot find for a longer period of time, it, it can be even one week when you felt vital, healthy. If some people have long, uh, long time health condition, in this case, we'll choose different state, just skip this what I'm asking. Just think of any time when for a longer period of time, for example, several days or more, you felt vibrant, vital, and your immune system was strong. I would like you to go back to that time now. Flow down into your body. See what you saw, hear what you heard, feel what you felt, and get a sense, like again, hold together those fingers, get a sense how your body and mind feels and a sense how your immune system is functioning. Get a sense and hold your fingers. Get a sense. And now release your fingers, release for now. And now think of any time when, for example, you just were getting some simple uh, symptoms of cold or flu, but you overcame fast. You did not get sick really. Think of any time if you experience such a case. For example, you got cold or you got flu, but you did not have severe symptom, kind of you were going through and got well fast. Think about that time, if you had such a time. And flow down in your body, see what you saw, hear what you heard, feel what you felt in that time, and sense how you felt. Your immune system was strong, taking care of that flu or cold, and hold your fin fingers, hold. Excellent, and release, and think of any other time, for example, if you cut your finger and healed fast, or some other time you had some condition and you healed very fast. And go back to that time, flow down into your body, see what you see, saw, hear what you heard, feel what you felt, and get a sense of that. And when you feel it again, bring together your fingers and hold them together. And if somebody cannot find any memories like that, I would like you to release your fingers. Imagine yourself, imagine yourself in front of you, 
in front of you on a distance and that you has a strong immune system. That you im, that your immune system knows how to be strong and function efficiently. Imagine that you on a distance from you. Imagine it. Looking at yourself on a distance. That you can be healthy. Immune system of that you functions efficiently and it's strong. And get a sense how would it feel to be that you. And what I would like you to do, imagine that you is floating into your body and your mind, your nervous system, your immune system are learning from that you systems how to be at optimum health, how to have strong immune system and bring together your fingers have a sense and also have other experiences of memories when you healed fast when you did not get severe symptoms. And now hold your finger. Now imagine yourself being around people, for example, who have flu. And imagine your immune system is strong. And hold your, continue holding your finger. Imagine it. And now imagine one week from now your immune system is still strong even if somebody around you is overcoming flu cold. Imagine yourself one and still holding your fingers one month from now still your immune system is functioning optimally and strong and imagine even you are around people who have symptoms your immune system knows how to take care of whatever it needs to take care of imagine yourself one year from now still holding your fingers and please now release And this process, even if somebody, if you don't understand how it works, I would like to tell you it was very powerful in my practice for my clients. I used it often for, for allergies, you need to do it in a different way. I used it for allergies and people didn't experience allergies after. I used it even for some people uh, who, uh, who were sick often. And after that process, it was not a case. They were not as uh, having colds or flu as often. Even I had um, a few clients who had uh, some viruses. After this process, their tests showed uh, there were no symptoms after and negative. Virus was neutral. Wow. Yeah, that's a great technique uh, to have on hand. Um, I think, I'm not sure if we're still on the live stream or not. It looks like we are here. Um, I don't see a whole lot of new questions coming in, um, but I did have um, one coming in here that said um, the acronym of the stress response. I wanted to repeat that. So that was novelty, unpredictability, um, threat to ego, and sense of control. So N-U-T-S are the things that cause stress. And someone else, a dear patient of mine, asked um, about um, 
uh, having issues with what, what do I do when I need to go outside or, or, or be involved there. So um, this is uh, obviously an issue because we're all nervous about going outside. You know, being in the outdoor air is a really wonderful thing. And I actually feel like we get more benefit by going outside as long as we're keeping our social distancing. Uh, grocery stores, that's tricky. Um, if you're at high risk, I recommend uh, getting someone to help deliver or um, hiring someone to deliver. And nowadays we still have access to that. And so hopefully that will be a good option for you. So I think that's all the questions that we have live. Um, thank you guys all for joining us tonight. This has been so fun. We will hopefully look forward to doing it again. And Dr. Olga, thank you so much for coming and sharing your expertise and your really practical tips on how to reduce stress, things that people can do in their homes by themselves, super easy. So thank you for taking us through that. You're welcome and thank you so, so much, Dr. Jill, for sharing your knowledge, expertise today. It was so helpful. You're welcome. Hopefully we'll do this again soon. Thank you all. <laughs>